Um, so, originally, JB told me that last week was the last week of, you know, these classes, and I was like, oh, sweet, I, you know, got a perfect ending, um, there's, you know, there's nine fruits of the spirit, we had intro class, and then had a class talking about kind of cultivating your soil, um, with some spiritual directors. Found out this one, so I was like, alright, we'll just talk about fruit and gardening. So I have two gardeners here with us. And just we'll kind of talk about what's growing in your garden right now, how things are going, and then as a group we can just talk about how we've seen spiritual fruits growing over the past six months as we kind of, so I'll, we'll kind of go back through um, and look at some of them. So, you know, we had faithfulness, goodness, kindness, um, I guess I could say the names, um, goodness with David Dewar, Mike Cagle, and Paige Pope. Kindness with Gail Shrigley, Fletcher Shrigley, and Jennifer Thompson. Patience with Mike Renzi, Nadine Renzi, and Susan Newman. Peace with Liz Fouts, Matt Milligan, and Becky Frazier. Love with Rhonda Lowry, John Lee, Jenny Cagle. Joy with Janet Crothers, Nan Smith, and Kim Tolliver. Gentleness with Andy Gann, Courtney Gann, and Jim Arnett. Self-control. Um, <laughs> Didn't leave the name there. And then Soil with Paige Pope and um, Jim Frost. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, just this idea of like if you take care of the soil, the fruit is a natural byproduct. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I need to be more kind. I need to be more gentle. It's here are practices I can do to take care of my spiritual soil, and then these fruits will just naturally come from the spirit. Right. Their background in soil science, or no, they're just two spiritual directors. Oh, okay, yeah, you're like, Oh, real, real soil. No, (laughs) it's if you want to go back and listen to it, it was a good one. You can, it's on, it's on the website. Um, and so today is just kind of the recap. Um, so to start out, uh, Nate and Nate, how's your garden doing right now? Well. I'll tell you more about that, but I'd like to pay tribute to a gardener. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Marge Keaty, whose funeral will be today. Marge Keaty and another lady, Linnell Gall, every Sunday would bring their flowers to the pulpit, and they would in their old building, particularly they would have the most beautiful arrangements and uh, they bless the congregation and both of those women are now Marge just passed Rennell is in a nursing home and I I also want to share about some other people Mm -hmm. as we about gardeners that I have known here at Otter Creek and their influence, uh, but I I wanted to think about how that God created man from the dust, the soil, mm-hmm. and these two and others, many others, will go back to the soil, and just as we all will. And so it's like the cycle 
of life mm -hmm. begins in the soil and ends in the dirt. And uh, it's kind of what we do between that matters. Mm -hmm. And it does, in fact, matter. Uh, there have been many influences, and I thought maybe the class could talk a little bit about For sure. influences of garden spots, people. Uh, when I was a little girl, I watched my neighbor in her iris garden. She grew iris. And as I watched her working and with her white garden gloves on and house dress, <laughs> I'm like, I made the decision that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a homemaker. And, uh, and so uh, this gardener was a real influence on me. She never knew it. I was probably seven years old at the time. Uh, what, other, what was it about her gardening that as a child I made think you... what it was about the gardening, her house seemed more orderly than my house. Okay. Uh, everything seemed so neat, and my house was not really that way, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had some real, you know, created dy dynamic mm -hmm. parents, but, uh, you know, her children, their comic books were like, Christine. I mean, they would. They were like no torn covers. My house, my comic books in my house were just all beat up. And <laughs> mother would bring them home for rummage sales, you uh -huh. know. And same with our clothes, you know. She'd grab, get them at the rummage sale. She would sew and she would just make four dresses at one time or something, you know. And I just saw in that woman a sense of. Uh, beauty mm -hmm. that I wanted and uh, uh, that was kind of the case in a lot of things in my life. You know, friends, mothers would make these dresses that were just perfect. My mother would have strings hanging down. <laughs> and you know, I just saw that this woman brought beauty into the world mm -hmm. and that I just, um, I guess, you know, I was kind of a snob. but. It, somehow or another, I wanted to have that kind of a life. Yeah. So that was, she was influenced me in that way. Uh, so another couple that were here I want to tell you all about, mm -hmm. Bernie and Buddy Arnold. Mm -hmm. And he was a song leader. He was very majestic. And he sang all, of, like today we sang, uh, a beautiful majestic song. I like all, all the singing, but that's what we would sing here. And uh, they had a home, and he had a beautiful garden. And just going to their house, you would come in, and he would have made the flower arrangement on the table from his garden. The salad would have all the herbs he used. The dressing would have herbs, and we'd sit down to dinner and there would be a plate and plates all had scripture on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, they would have the guests read the scripture. 
the, you know, the ceiling had, uh, right around the edge of the ceiling were maybe fruits of the spirit. No, it said, better is a dinner of herbs where love is. And so those are the kind of things, I guess it's along that same line. It's like mm -hmm. bringing beauty into the world. Yeah. And so that was very, very great. And so I kind of wondered if any of you guys had any influences like that with gardens or people or places. Like, did you go hide behind bushes and play? <laughs> or, you know, what are some things that you all had? Anybody know anything particular? Yeah, I would say for me it was my grandma. Um, she always had a big garden there for a while with my grandpa. He had Parkinson's, got pretty sick for a couple of years, and she wasn't able to do it. Um, but now she's still, you know, she's right back at it. <laughs> has this wonderful garden. Um, and so I think um, a, a lot of my influence in my own gardening comes um, from her. And um, yeah, I just grew up around it. My um, my dad's roommate growing up, this guy Marty, um, he now, I mean, he has massive plot. He has, like, electric fence to keep the deer away, like, really extra, you know, because he lives out in the country. Um, and, yeah, but I would say those are those are some of my influences. Uh, I really brothers in my life. So my mother and my grandmothers were all gardeners. And uh, I remember running around in bushes in my grandmother's house, and uh, my, my, my dad's mom had a big garden, and it was, it was like a woody garden, too. All one big shade garden. She had like a bridge and like all that. I remember it's very like you walk in and like discover things as you went in the garden. Then uh, they both did flowers mainly. And then um, my brother, we always had a vegetable garden growing up, and the joy of walking out. Because I can't it's summer tradition to go out and pick strawberries or tomatoes or to get the cucumber back in the, the gardens on the very edge of our property. And so we would walk out, and the joy that is this like occasion go out and pick the garden together as a family and then bring it back and eat it for our summer dinners. And so like that is ingrained in my mind. <laughs> a child is picking those fruits. Yeah, it became a family thing and it was during the summer, so I was out of school and so it's this very um, special thing we have to do. And I think that um, my mother every piece of our um, Every every area of where we lived, uh, my brother had a garden bed around every corner. So like the entire house had a bed around it. Oh wow! Showed, every tree had a bed around it. Along the fence, there's one big long bed. My brother, she uh, studied geology in school, and so she was a collector of rocks. Mm. And so so. We'd be driving and she'd stop. And she's like, oh, kids, he is like, go get this rock. And she'd get this huge rock. She loved the rock. Then she would line her garden beds. And each rock was different. Mm -hmm. But they all lined up. Every bed, like, 
around every tree, all around the house, there was a garden bed. And they were all lined up with these different rocks she had collected and that, and that, that we had helped her dig up. And uh -huh. so um, when I got in school, I was like, I think, uh, and so uh, she always, she always drag us out every, every wound season to help her. And when I was on my own after college, I was like, I feel like I need to be getting in the dirt. Is, is that what I have been doing my whole life and didn't really realize it. And so that's when I started the garden. But those are the influences of, of gardens in my life, are, my, are the mothers in my life. So, yeah. yeah. I bet you used to like to walk around those rocks. I did. Yeah. <laughs> we just stepped, as little kids, we stepped from one rock to one rock. I did that all the time. <laughs> there's rocks in my mind that were so unique looking. Amazing. And my mother would even have names for them, for them and she'd be like, oh, like that one, this one looked like a dinosaur egg, or that one looked like a, like a dinosaur bone, like that one's a dinosaur bone one, but that one is the step rock, because they have like three little steps on it, and like, yeah, all kinds, of, but I didn't remember, we were just walk as a kid on those rocks, and so, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there'd be flowers blooming on the beds, and all that, so, you probably never see that again. No, I probably won't. Never. I mean, so, that's so She unfortunately she moved, but they moved down here. You know, my, my dad and my yeah. mom moved down, and she actually brought some down. And I have a couple of those rocks. She moved them, and they're now in my garden. Oh. <laughs> so I've, got, I've got one or two she saved just for me to keep. And she's got a couple in her garden beds now and are down here. So, yeah. so they're in small piece of Indiana. In, uh, in, in the garden beds down here, so, yeah. What about you? Do you have anything that you think about? Um, I'm in the hot seat here. <laughs> uh, you don't have to share. You're good, don't worry. I'm thinking. Um, well, I've grown up like suburbs. I mean, sometimes I'm, okay. um, yeah, my mom would get like plants and stuff on the front porch, but as far as like, growing like crops and stuff. Mm -hmm. My um, grandparents, well like my mother's were in northeast Mississippi, Marietta. You probably don't even know what it is honestly. If I'm yeah, I've never even heard of Marietta. It's north of Tupelo, like oh, northeast okay. a little bit, 30 like, miles. Tupelo okay. you've probably heard of obviously. Being yeah, kind of near like Ripley. No, uh, my other grandparents lived in Ripley, but okay. they um, died. But yeah, my other, the fraternal ones, fraternal, yeah, they like, lived in Ripley. Like near Baldwin maybe? Yeah. Okay. Well, the truth of the matter is not many people have gardens, and even yeah. in the age of your family, yeah. I mean, my mother and dad didn't have a garden. They yeah. lived in the town, and uh, my my grandchildren have never worked in a garden. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just... Uh, kind of a um, newer, don't have as much, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like because of some suburbs and stuff, although, like, my, um, you know, maternal... Yeah, maternal grandparents, like, you know, them and some of their kids who live out in Maryland have, like, farms and stuff, like, they grow crops and stuff, mm -hmm. so that's the main kind of experience, but I don't think I've ever grown a crop before. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> well, it is interesting because I do remember, I mean, this would be a challenge, uh, something like, I don't know if it was Edith Schaefer or somebody, but they talked about, you could grow sometimes I think, oh, I don't have enough room for anything else, but she talk about growing things in a 
between the sidewalk and the building, just a little oh, wow. bitty edge that she, she would put, I don't know, the sunflowers or something, oh, yeah. but they would still grow. Yeah. And I'm like, I do have plenty. I don't need that. I've got lots of stuff. Even though it's mulched, you know, lots yeah. of mulch. Yeah, lots of Lizzie, did you ever, growing up, did you ever listen to Mississippi Public Broadcasting, MPB? I heard it, but I didn't. I know it sounds bad. I didn't there's, really pay a lot of attention to it, I this, didn't hear it. Yeah. I think it was on Saturday mornings, this guy would come on named Felder Rushing, called the Gestalt Gardener. And he just had a little garden show, oh, and, and he just had that, you know, that that best little southern accent, you know. <laughs> and he was just a prolific gardener. He, he has a whole website. Y'all should check him out. Felder Rushing. Awesome. But What's his name? Felder Rushing. Oh, Felder. 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 How do you spell his last name? I'm assuming R U here. Rush. I guess R U S H I. I got a computer right here. Felder. Felder. That sounds like fun. Yeah, there he is. Oh, yeah. He looks familiar. I think that's the guy. Oh, really? I see. Felder. It's sort of like the Tennessee version of the Barefoot Farmer. Yeah. Felder <laughs> Rushing is an 11th generation American garden. Oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah, I always used to love listening to his show when it would come on. Uh, but, yeah, he's another one of my influences, I guess, when I was in college. Yes, in yes, yes. Yeah, I used to be talking about family. There are other influences that went from the beginning, but there are other influences. I remember another thing. I was my, another neighbor had flowers, and I walked by her yard and I picked them, picked some, and she yelled at me and she, "Don't you pick my flowers!" <laughs> and you know, that was kind of a, uh -huh. an influence because it made me scared of yeah. walking uh -huh. by her house. I'm exactly, like, yeah, I can see that. Or there was another lady and she had, kids would walk to school and we'd cut across her yard and then she had a sign, do not walk on the grass. <laughs> yeah, some people have that for some reason. A lot of people are kind of, not everyone, but some people are kind of strict when it comes to that for some reason. And then there's, you've heard that phrase that, Somebody was fussing about their grass, and then the daddy said, or the, maybe the dad was fussing about the grass because kids were playing on it, and, and she, the wife said, we are not raising grass, we're raising kids. Awesome. <laughs> Isn't that something? I love that. I love that, too. I love that. And, but you ask how my garden was growing, yeah. doing right now. Uh, well, the Lord blessed us with that rain mm -hmm, yeah. for nice, wonderful rain, yeah, just a gentle all rain. All week, basically. I know. Exactly. <laughs> and so I went out yesterday and I saw two tomatoes with a little tomatoes on yeah. it. Isn't I was it, so excited. So joyful when you see that first fruit. Ah, I love that feeling. And I, I, it was not quite right, but I said, I know I should wait, but I didn't. <laughs> I left one. There are only two. But it, you know, it gives you hope. You know, sees something's going. Yeah. When you witness that first, it's like when you see that first sprout, you know, when that, that little plant pokes its head out of the soil, you get that little joy of hope. And you see that first fruit on the vine, you're just like, ah, 
it's just so, so like, it's so joyful and hopeful. It's like, you know, like, this is a, I tell you, I answered, like, the hell beats the kingdom is like popping out right there. Mm -hmm. That, you can see that light first forth, and that you can witness a little, like, flash of the kingdom of God. That's right. When you see that fruit on that line, it's really cool. So, but, uh, yeah, I love that. I know Jacob does it too when he goes out and, and tea gardens as well. So uh, I only have flowers on my tomatoes. I don't have any but still, like, any see, fruits yet. Yeah, but that's too. I haven't seen any of my weeks. flowers. That would be good. Have you seen anything pop out yet? Um, you just put them in as plants. Or? I I think I have a couple peppers, little little bitty peppers that I've seen, but I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, no, not not yet. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I was in my garden, I've been out of town most of the week, and so I've been, so I've been in town, I've been out, I've got to help from work, uh, I've been in my garden until dark, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm working and cleaning, and yesterday it was a very short, of, you know, non-raining day, and I got, it was, I loved it, and this day was great, and the bee, I've got tons and the bees were acting. I loved it. I, I, the bushes were dancing because there were so many wow. bees. Oh, really? I love flower bushes. It was wonderful and gorgeous. And I was like, you know, I, it's like, I, I was thankful. I was like, thank God. It's like, we get to see this life. You talk about bringing mm -hmm. life and beauty. And like, just seeing the, um, a cat that, it was like the bush was dancing. The bumblebees were weighing down and dancing. And then uh, my bee bumble, and I, I I got home and my bee bumble was in full my bee bomb or my bee bumble or bee bomb was in full bloom and the bees were everywhere on the bee bumble oh, wow. and uh, my scapes had my garlic scapes had um, come out so I got to pull my garlic garlic scapes out and and uh, got to witness. Yeah, my green my green tomatoes were sizing up. My peppers yeah. were starting to form, and uh -huh. flowers were starting to go, and everything really did go well with it. My potatoes had gotten some blossoms on it. Yeah. And so um, it was just really cool. I love I love seeing the, the life, not just like plants, but what we're trying to bring into this garden mm -hmm. uh, as as well and so um it's just i love seeing that it's fun just to walk around the garden and to witness those things to hopefully pay attention obviously i want to do some work in the garden but i also want to witness it as well um mm -hmm. i got to do that yesterday which is really really cool so but um i got to harvest a bunch of greens and yeah the greens coming in right now and uh -huh. it's are coming in heavy um but yeah I put some of my greens and I just pluck them off and I, if I want to chop them, and then I just put them in a pot and I put water in it uh -huh. and then I just bring them to a boil and I turn it off and let them sit even overnight and, really? and then put some pep salt in there and uh, it makes a great meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I eat the greens this morning. There's no. <laughs> to eat the, but another you made me think of what it's like to see how nature works because 
you've got the bees, mm -hmm. but you've also got the earthworms yeah. and the things like aphids that yeah. you know do their work. And yeah, I have compost yeah. too. Yeah. And mm -hmm. to just watch how that decomposes and turns back to dirt, it's just amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is really cool. It's funny you talked about, um, you got, at the beginning, you got that how I, you know, that's really turned into a classic. Yeah, I, and I think you, I think you find find so interesting. I don't really listen to it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I listened to an NPR 10 radio hour on mm -hmm. the plane the other week, and it was about um, human composting. So, it was, so there's an organization out in the Northwest that is doing the human composting. I think you would love this. It's so interesting. It's so, I don't so, know about that. <laughs> you have to sell it to me. So, well, you know, but it's that whole idea of dust we are and dust we will mm -hmm. return, but that, that, like, even that because we are dust, we are sort of life. Like, we are biology. And so what they're doing is that they're giving these families a second, they're giving the families a way to bury their loved ones. Yes. And it's a whole new creative way that is also uh, sustainable and good for the environment that promotes life. Yes. And so like, it, it's really cool and it's a brand new study out of Oregon and so how they do it, they, they created this like little pie to the comfort. It's like really, really cool, and like, I know there's natural barrels and stuff like that, but um, but yeah, it just made me think of that and how like we can also go back to the garden, and uh, to me like there's even connections to like to like the story of Christ where he when he says like he Christ is buried in a garden, and how did that life come out? He blooms, he was resurrected out of that garden, just like a plant or a blossom or something like that. And so how, how, that is like a, that is our future promise. We can reenact that, do that. It was a, it's an interesting thing. And obviously there's, you know, there's things, you know, I know Larkspur, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, have y'all heard of Larkspur? Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, but I this is like actual it. composting of humans. And then it's the same thing because it's the same thing as ashes because actually uh, creation is not as um, sustainable as people think it is. It's actually a lot of, um, uh, it's actually really bad, just as bad for the environment as traditional burial. So they're trying to find an alternative um, and to um, creation as well. And so there's, yeah. it's really interesting, which is really mm -hmm. cool. And then they get the compost and the family can use it. They're like, Oh wow. wow! It's really interesting. That's, Whoa! Yeah, it's that. But, but think of that. Like it's the same thing as giving people spread ashes, but it's a lot more sustainable. Yeah. That's so, there's there's a uh, documentary on PBS called "Bury Me at Taylor Hollow." Ooh, yeah. Um, about Larkspur. Um, one of my friends at Vanderbilt. She and when I'm interning here, she interned there. Um, and it's about um, their, the mortician who kind of helped start this, and uh, it's it's really it's, it's a really cool place. Um, it's really cool, kind of their philosophy and the way they do things. Um, 
So yeah, so let's, uh, in kind of our last 10 minutes, just kind of talk about where you've seen spiritual fruits growing. Where have you seen the, the bee bushes buzzing with the spirit in the past couple of uh, months? What, what things have you, you know, kind of reflecting? Where have you seen these fruits? Well, my daughter and I were talking, and uh, she was saying, Mom, she loves to garden, but gardeners, you know, takes patience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, years. You'll grow one thing, it doesn't work, and you can't do it again until the next year. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me about, she's Mom, that bare spot that I had just been working on so long, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the edges come, I mean, you know, she's really excited because mm -hmm. she's seeing the fruit of what she's done and uh, that's one. And just for me, I, I really appreciate the, getting the opportunity to share because, you know, you just don't often think about it. You take these things for granted, Yeah. but it's made me want to think more about the beauty uh, and the spiritual aspects of gardening yeah. and the wonder and you know to really be I guess they use the word mindful you know be really mindful of of this and of what I'm eating and you know to think I'm this is greens I made it I grew it God helped we work together on this and uh, so uh, that has been a real just a call to to really think more about the wonder of it all. Mm -hmm. well, thank you. Yeah. Are <laughs> oh, you pointing to me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's hear you. Um, where have I seen the fruits? Um. You, you would think I would have like prepared for it, but that's, that's mm -hmm. the whole point of this model is I have panelists. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have to prepare. Um, let's see. I, I'm sure there's all kinds of things that just, um, I mean, recently is just reading these stories coming out of the shooting at Texas of the teachers and just the love they have for their students. And that they were willing to sacrifice themselves to protect those kids is just like unthinkable. You know what I mean? And just that's something that's really been sticking with me is just thinking about, you know, for, you know, it, for for majority of teachers, it's not just a job. Like it really is a calling. It that's really right. is a passion. And it's like these kids are almost like their kids too. You know, they spend a lot of time with these kids and um, just seeing kind of the love played out in such a horrible way um, has really been weighing on me the past couple of days. I know, I was thinking of that, yeah. that we all should be aware, no matter what job we're in, that it makes a difference and that, you know, it all, same thing with gardening, you know, it takes care and tending, but it's, unlike these people that have gone before, that have left these examples, anything we're doing is, 
let it make a difference, and it will make a difference. And uh, even if it's just bringing flowers to church, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing yeah. things like this for whoever you're working with. And another thing that I was struck by as I was preparing for this, the number of ways Jesus uses scripture in his, I thought maybe we could share some of those, you know, like he said, you know, consider the lilies of the field, they don't toil, but the Father prepares for them, or unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and die, it's not going to produce, and uh, you know, how that uh, it just, but the main thing, the scripture to me was abide in, if you abide in me, Jesus said, and my words abide in you, you will bear fruit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's fruits of the Spirit. There's just on and on throughout the whole Bible, yeah. there's scriptures there that have to do, if you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. Yeah. If you sow sparingly, so yeah. maybe there's some things that yeah. scriptures like, yeah. that are pertinent to the sower went forth to sow, and he mm-hmm. sowed some on this ground, and some on this ground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see all that in the garden, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hi. Do you all have any other closing thoughts? It's um, great to meet other gardeners. <laughs> we need a garden party. Yeah, I feel like the church as um, there's a book that I read that I love. It's called Soil Attack. I think it is to enjoy it. Um, it's by an author who studied at Divinity, and Norman Bisbach. The book called Good Faith, Theology of Eating. And it's brought, he, he talks about the spiritual intersection of, of gardening and of faith. And um, in that, he said, every church has a garden. Mm-hmm. Every church has a garden. And I totally agree with that because it's that, uh, what you just said. Because scripture, they lived in an agrarian society. And uh, what, that is the context of in which Christ will appear. And so we miss out on that on that on that context. And so I think that we're able to point things and say, hey, to our children, to people, to hey, look at that flower. This is what it means. This is that symbol of mm-hmm. that. And um, or we encourage the gardeners in our in our community to come out. I love that story. I want uh, of what you of them of her name brought the flowers every Sunday. That is like wonderful and then it's mm-hmm. remembered in our church. I think that is so 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 such a cool story. It's so mm-hmm. beautiful that they did that. Um yeah. and uh and so I, I think it's so cool that our churches need to get back. Even it's just one thing they have something they can point to say, hey, this is what this symbolizes. Look at this life growing, you know, amongst us. This represents this. Mm-hmm. Or, we'll use this to tell this story. Um, and so um, I hope that churches can, like, come back to that. 
and that tell people that uh, grow one thing, it has to be much. Just grow one thing and you can witness something grow and um, hopefully bear fruit. So, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad there's a running club now. Out yeah. Creek, so. yeah. So, um, I'm going to end this on scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I don't know, I, I like to read the lectionary each week and just kind of follow the, the church calendar. Um, and I think two weeks ago, Psalms 148. And so when you're talking about the rocks mm-hmm. and just, you know, thinking about, you know, we praise God. Maybe it's, you can think about animals or even plants, but like Psalm, you know, it mentions the lightning and the hell, like even the inanimate parts of creation are joining the symphony to praise God. So I'll end this on this. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him all angels. Praise Him all heavenly armies. Praise Him sun and moon. Praise Him all you shining stars. Praise Him highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord for He commanded and they were created. He set them in their position forever and ever. He gave an order that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, all sea monsters and ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that execute His command, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creatures that crawl and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth. Young men as well as young women, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His majesty covers heaven and earth. He was raised up. He has raised up a horn for His people, resulting in praise to all His faithful ones. To the Israelites, to the people close to Him, hallelujah. Amen.